Hey everyone, welcome here and glad to have you along. Did you know that I am now on Locals? Locals is an app where you can build community. Think of it like a modern day Facebook group. There you can get free content. I host morning coffees, some afternoon happy hours. You get tons of bonus content, discounts to programs and functions, and it's the best place to connect with me and the subscription box community as we continue to grow. All the videos are free to watch and all you have to do is sign up on Locals. And the best place to do that is to download the Locals app and search for The Subscription Box Show or Eric Music, or you can go to the actual website, thesubscriptionboxshow.locals.com, and there you'll be able to sign up for free. Hope to see you there, and remember to check out our new YouTube channel, The Subscription Box Show. Cheers, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, if you're still early in the subscription journey, even if all you have is a great idea, SubSummit is where you need to go. It's the world's largest conference for entrepreneurs just like you. They're currently accepting applications for a startup scholarship program. Winners will receive a free ticket to the conference next year, hotel accommodations, and up to $500 USD in travel reimbursement. Guys, that's like... 1200 Canadian. We're talking about a prize package valued at almost $4,000. All you got to do is apply at subsummit.com forward slash scholarship. That's subsummit.com forward slash scholarship. What is up, everyone? Super interesting articles I've been reading today. I'm trying to wrap my brain around the subscription industry lately, and um, it's interesting, isn't it? So if you have any questions while we're doing this and you're live uh, watching this, I'm going to be going back and forth between articles on my phone and some I have on my screen. So please feel free to um, post your questions as I'm doing this, but I'm going to be, um, my eyes are going to be darting all over the place, just so you know. This will be translated into an episode as well. So just so you know, yeah, going forward if you want to watch this on YouTube. So the reason I want to do this is because a couple of things. What did the old research tell us and what's the new research? The, the end goal is, where is this thing going? I talk to people who think this it's going skyrocketing. Others thinking it's dying uh, just because the landscape. Is it somewhere in between? Are we not sure yet? Is there not enough data? And the reason this all comes together is because or has the subscription industry become a place where only big time companies with deep pockets can make it work? Well, before I give you my thoughts, I'm just going to read you what I've been reading. Uh, I'm going to be telling you what the articles used to kind of uh, point to. And what they kind of suggest nowadays that we have a little more research, especially, you know, post the last two years since 2020 to 2022. So I'm going to read you an article or quote from article that was written in 2020. Okay. And it's interesting because it's been pretty quiet. It seems the subscription industry has been pretty quiet to me. It seems anyways, I don't know if it's because I'm super busy in another industry these days. I've started a new company as well. So, I mean, we obviously still have Louis and Leia. That is our bread and butter. No question, but I have started a company called my hockey profile. So I've been really busy with that. And, um, as you can imagine, homeschooling and, um, working from home. Yeah. So the podcast, of course, doing this here and yeah, just a season it's hockey season around here. So it's busy. But here's an article from 2019 or 2020. I want to say 2020. I'll confirm that. It says that the subscription industry is now at $22.7 billion. And this was in 2020. And that they're anticipating it to go to $65 billion in 2027. Okay, that's an 18% growth. At the time, since 2016 to 2020, the subscription industry was having a 200% year over end growth. So 200% growth. And at the time, there was around 10,000 subscription services. So that's including Netflix, Spotify, you know, Louis and Leia, 
just 10,000 subscription services. At the time, they were telling us that the big things that were driving subscription was convenience, indulgence, and personalization. Uh, we'll see if that's changed. The top sectors at the time were transport. So uh, car insurance was getting into it, car service stuff, repairs. So I wasn't even aware that was a thing. Uh, but how cool is that? Instead of getting a bill for your car for you know $2,000, similar to like what we have here, I guess, for AutoPack, but you could actually get service repairs and in, uh, insurances to just pay a monthly fee. So if something happens, you know, your transmission goes, you don't need to pay $2,000 because you pay 50 bucks a month or whatever. So I thought that was cool. Entertainment, you know, we think of course of newspapers in the in the old days and stuff and magazines, but now of course, Spotify, Netflix, Disney, everyone has an app. Even the networks now, people don't even get a cable subscription necessarily. They'll just, you know, subscribe to TSN or Sportsnet, which is up here for you guys would be ESPN or whatever your news stations are. Health and lifestyle was the other big one on the rise. Hello Fresh, food stuff. So that was kind of like I just poked through. I'm gonna read more from the new article because it's more interesting. Uh, we kind of all know these things. Yeah, we, you know, everyone was starting a subscription box. The pandemic or COVID, whatever, started in 2019, 2020, and then 2020, I guess. And people started, you know, working from home and started their own businesses. And for a while, it was actually pretty working pretty good. Shipping prices were cheap. So I'm just, you know, let's look back at how that all started, right? People were at home, people had ideas to start businesses, some people were laid off. So hey, what better time? I'm at home anyways, I'm going to start my side project, my side hustle and go from there. And a lot of people did some really good stuff and some really good boxes came out of that. And other big boxes grew even further, like they became huge because even the big boxes when they were, you know, circa 2010 to 2016 were not the big, big billion dollar businesses we see today. They were, you know, at 10,000, 50,000, hundreds of thousands of members, but nothing was too, too big. The subscription industry had a bunch of players. It seems now, and um, it's almost like the state of the subscription industry here that I'm doing a report. I'm just using what I'm seeing and um, positive or negative. You might agree or disagree and feel free to push back. But then, you know, so I was reading these old articles. I'm like, okay, that kind of sounds like the subscription industry I got into makes a lot of sense. But where is it at now? Where are we now? So I fell on this report. Subscription box market, global industry trends, share size growth, opportunity forecast from 2022 to 2027. So for the next five years. So here's what they say. It's going to be dominated by celebrity endorsements, social media startups. So, you know, what exactly does that mean? Partnering. So which means sharing audiences, free product trials. And this is where I start to get, this is where kind of my spidey senses were tingling here. Free product trials, large discounts on long terms, long-term terms, and the types of boxes that are dominating right now and going forward, they predict, will be curation, replenishment, and access. Replenishment currently dominates over 60%. Access just below 10%. And curation about you know, 30, 35%. Now, what does that mean? Replenishment, Bark Box, Dollar Shave Club, All Girls Shave Club, whatever, all, all these like replenishing, Hello Fresh, food replenishments. Access, you know, what does access mean? Well, that it could be, you know, special access to certain things. So like um, a premium subscription to a cable company. You have access to now watch the hockey games because you subscribe to TSN. Curation, 30%. So that's like my subscription box. I curate products for moms and babies, right? Or my wife does mostly. <laughs> uh, that would be curation. Okay, and then the key factors driving. So this is a statement. And I'm actually going to get into the report here. But this is one thing that stuck out. So keep this in mind. The key factors driving their prediction on how it's going to grow, the way it's going to grow, 
the key factors driving the global box market is social media-based startups using subscription boxes. Now, they don't go into detail what that means, but I can only speculate that that means big tech companies are using subscriptions to grow their platforms. Now, what does that mean for me? I can only speak for me in my subscription box. That means, is this a place? I'm just going to say it. I don't want to say it. I'm scared to say it. Is this a place now? It's just going to be big players that are going to be dominating and there's no more room for small boxes. Are we at that place now? It used to be a cool thing where like, it was such a, an awesome community and you could actually make a, a crack, a go at this thing. Does this mean now, you know, the, the day and age of the small subscription box is over? I don't know. I guess that does. I don't think that means that necessarily quite yet, but is it trending towards that? I think it might be trending towards that, which is scary. Diversify now. <laughs> I mean, let me just read a couple of things here. The global subscription box market reached a value of 23 billion in 2021. So that was last year's thing. Looking forward, they see it going to 65 billion by 2027. So I'll tell you what their, their research was based on. It was based on the next five years. It was based on the previous five years. So what happened in the previous five years and what they see happening in the next five years, it's going to be based on uh, the breakup would be replenishment, curation, access. It'll be based upon gender, so male and female. It'll be broken up as well by application. So clothing and fashion, beauty, food and beverage, pet food, baby products, health and fitness, others. Now, it's a little vague. It tells them that it's going to break it up by market share and by region. So North America, Europe, Asia, Pacific, Middle East and Africa, Latin America. So basically, I'm going to read here, competitive landscape. The competitive landscape of the market has also been analyzed with some of the top subscription box companies being Amazon Subscribe and Save, BarkBox, Birchbox, Blue Apron Holdings, Inc., Dollar Shave Club, Inc., which is owned by Unilever, FabFitFun, Glossybox, Grove Collaborative, Inc., Harry's, HelloFresh, Loot Crate, Personalized Beauty Discovery, Inc., and Textile Fashion Group. Now, I don't know, like, that sounds to me like it's just big players there. Like, I don't see lots there. I, I don't know. It's very... um scary stuff for me anyways i i'm i'm a little worried when i see this stuff top companies in the subscription industry and then there's a whole other like side market on that but the ones that always come up number one amazon subscribe and save so <laughs> yeah i don't know and then they break down the big companies let me go back to the article and this is not to scare you i mean everyone can grow their subscription box of course in their own market and niche it's just i think what it's saying is gonna be a lot more difficult this episode is sponsored in part by SubSummit, the world's largest conference dedicated to subscriptions. As a bootstrapped subscription box entrepreneur myself, I know how hard it can be to build and grow your business. It takes a lot of time, energy, and money. Well, SubSummit makes everything easier. It's a great event where thousands of subscription business owners from across the globe come together to grow, connect, and discover how to engage with their subscribers and enrich their subscription offering. You can expect to network with hundreds of other subscription box owners, vendors, and leaders in the industry. SubSummit gives you the tools you need to take your subscription business to the next level. Guys, the Startup Scholarship Program could get you there for free if you have 1,000 or less subscribers. It includes a free ticket to the 2023 conference in Dallas, plus hotel accommodations at the Sheridan Dallas, and up to $500 US in travel reimbursement. 
So what you got to do is head over to subsummit.com forward slash scholarship and apply today. Again, that's subsummit.com forward slash scholarship and apply today. And you could be heading over to Dallas in May for free. So the report features base year of the analysis was 2021 historical period, like I said, 2016 to 2021. And then the forecast period is 2022 to 2027. So you're going to be doing this in this report. So the key questions answered, and this is what I really want to get into, the key questions answered in this report, because the report is very vague in a sense, but it does break it down to like nine key points. Key point number one was, what is the size of the global subscription box market in 2021? Well, we know it's $22.7 billion. Okay, where is it going? $65 billion. Number three, what are the key factors driving the subscription box market? The rising utilization of subscription boxes by various social media-based startups as their medium to create brand awareness and promote built-in marketing is primarily driving the global subscription box market. Does that mean it's not the small boxes that are doing it no more? Because that was the lifeblood of subscription box industry was people like us, you know, starting a subscription box from their kitchen counter, from their garage. I don't know if it's just me, but you don't see too much of that. And usually you can tell a lot by like, like people talking about the stuff. I don't know if it's just my subscription box group like on Facebook and on Locals here, that's pretty quiet, but it seems quiet. But that's just, gonna be like, I mean, see Liam's group is, is always active too, but it just seems like there was a lot more chatter, a lot more boxes popping up, people really into the industry, you know, a couple of years ago or even last year. Uh, number four, what has the impact of COVID-19 on the global subscription box market? Well, for us, it was devastating. Let's see what they say. The sudden outbreak of COVID-19 has led to the growing demand for subscription box services on account of the increasing online subscription and rising influence of several social media bloggers, vloggers, influencers. Boom, there you have it. So I translate that as it killed small business and it's driving the huge ones, HelloFresh, you know, the people that have the money to continue to dominate and to take over and to buy up all the little guys. That's how I read it. It's created a demand for subscription boxers on account of the increased online subscription and rising influence of several social media. Well, that's great for the big players. That's not great for small people, I guess. And that's not what we saw. <laughs> the sudden outbreak of COVID-19, if you're asking me, on a very pessimistic Thursday here, <laughs> it caused the rise of shipping to be unaffordable for small business. The cost of goods and services, including packaging and everything else in between, to be almost unattainable. And that way, when we're getting our products landed, and by the time we have to offer free shipping, we're left with nothing. So I don't know who's sponsored behind this report here. Number five, what is the breakup of global subscription box market based on the type? Based on the type, the global subscription box market can be segmented into replenishment subscription, curation subscription, and access subscription. Among these, replenishment subscription currently holds the majority of the total market share. Yeah, I touched on that. That makes sense there. It's always kind of think been kind of like the, the big one for sure. And that, there's no, no problem there. If you can have something to replenish, 100% people are going to just make it easy. Laundry whatever, right? What is the breakup of the global subscription box market based on the gender? Based on the gender, the global subscription box market has been divided into male and female. Currently, female exhibits a clear dominance in the market. Yep, I'd say that too, for sure. What is the breakup of global subscription box market based on the application? Based on the application, the global box market can be categorized into clothing, clothing and fashion, beauty, foods, food and beverages, pet food, blah, 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 the ones I told you earlier. Among these, Food and beverage sector accounts for the largest market share. So people are putting less money into the old subscription boxes that I have and you have most likely 
if you're watching this and they're putting it into, you know, more convenient food stuff that is driving it. So that again, not good for most of us because most of us, let's face it, don't have a food, a HelloFresh type of service. What are the key regions in the global subscription market? Well, I mentioned it before, like the, you know, all the continents, the biggest one is just saying is North America currently dominates the global market. Yeah, we know that. Although I will say Europe was on the rise. I mean, I remember we're doing a bunch of interviews with the Europeans and they seem to have some rise going, but I don't know if it's the same cases here now where it's just um, big players popping up. Let's see. Number nine, last but not least, who are the key players, companies in the global subscription box market? Well, I mentioned it to you. Some of the major players in the global subscription box market include Amazon, again, number one, which is strange. Uh, when I think of subscription boxes, I don't think of Amazon. Do you? I do think of these ones. BarkBox, Birchbox, Blue Apron, Dollar Shave Club, Glossy Box, all the big ones. HelloFresh, Loot Crate. So I guess the big players have gotten bigger. That's what I'm reading. And the small players, there's nothing to mention to them or what, how to... Um, to help them out other than they do kind of touch on a few things how you can like partnering is gonna be a big thing i think something you can do so like not to be all doom and gloom sorry folks um if this caught you at a bad time but listen it is what it is i think to me my final analysis is where is the subscription box industry going i think it's gonna be okay for a lot of you i think big players will continue to like eat up more landscape and it's just the nature of the way business is run it doesn't matter like and anytime something's new, there's a lot of different things. And then the cream of the crop rises and starts eating up all the smaller companies. And that's no different in our industry than any other industry. But I mean, that being said, it's still a pretty cool thing where if you have a cool community oriented business, if you still have some cool value adds that other companies can't do. So for example, like handwritten notes, I think that's still a thing. Keeping fresh, like getting on camera for your people. I'm horrible at it. I'm talking about Lou and Leah, but I think being the face of your business could be a huge one. Who's good at it? Who's really, really good at it? You know, Julie Ball, Jessica Princeby, these women doing a phenomenal job at it because they're the face of their business. People connect with them and they gravitate towards them. So that's something they want to be part with them. I, I look at it similarly to podcasts. Like I, I have a couple of um, locals community where I'm a part of or Substack communities for different shows. And um, I like the host. I like the host. So I'm going to pay to have that kind of community feel where it's like very exclusive. So it's something we can do that they can't is exclusivity. I think partnering with other boxes of your size and sharing audiences they touched on. I think that's me huge. That's not just for social media startups. I think that's for any startup really utilize each other's audiences, you know, and who cares? Like just have a non-disclaimer, just like if someone says, well, how many emails do you have? Or how, if that's their attitude, don't work with them. <laughs> we never disclose how many emails we have. We're willing to work with anyone. If you want to put a flyer in our box, we'll put a flyer in your box or QR code, however you want to do it. Like it's just sharing each other's and coming with creative solutions to be to help each other out. I think that's a really good way to get some marketing. I would challenge you to try to find a couple before Christmas. Even it's not too late. You know, those boxes have not gone out yet. Get it printed out, reach out to some boxes and get in and start sharing. I think it's, you could also get them to, you could also create you know, you see how many emails or how many subscribers, like people want to want to know that stuff. They don't need to know that. But what you could do is just have the stuff delivered to their, and obviously drop ship your stuff. Like don't get them to, to do have to do anything, especially if they're a bigger box than yours. Make it easy on the company. But in the end, they might ask. And if you feel comfortable sharing that, go for it. But I don't, I, I think that's like saying like, you know, you know, asking someone what they make per year. It's, it's rude. 
celebrity endorsements that's out of our range to be quite honest i think it's out of my range i got no celebrities here i've tried <laughs> i reached out to a couple of even for warm intros i tried to connect some local athletes here that are dog lovers with like canadian dog boxes that are here and yeah there was just like no interest it's weird like they're just gonna get free stuff but i think they want the money social media i don't know does that still work for you guys i mean i post on facebook group i don't even put any links sometimes and there's I know I've ranted on this before, but I mean, Facebook sucks, completely sucks. You can post something on Facebook and you'll have like, what's the percentage? What's the percentage of uh, 1,200 people divided by 23? <laughs> it's zero point something percent. It's insane. That's the reach. You've reached 23 people. Thanks, man. I worked hard to build this group and this is what you give me. So, I mean, social media, I'd say... Yeah, be the face of your company on there, but definitely don't rely on it to reach people unless you're, you're paying. Free product trials will be the future and large discounts. Can you do that? I can't. I can't give free product trials. It creates this, something we can do. Oh, I can't do because we've tried it. The free box offer works awesome. And then what happened is after the free box offer, you get crappy customers. Now they can handle crappy customers and churn a little more than us because they have massive deep pockets and investors pouring in money so they can eat that knowing they can predict and have the numbers. That's a little hard for me and you to have the free box offer. And I get it. I've, I've harped on this before where, yeah, but it lowers your customer acquisition costs. It does. And that might even it out. But in the end, you're still getting a pretty bad customer that might lose. Now, if you can make money after box three, if you're profitable after your third box that ships out, then it's still doable. I would probably try the free trial with the free box. If you're at like box six or seven or five and up, it might be tough because they're not going to stay that long. The average thing for us was around six, five to six months for free box offer people. So yeah, it's tough. But listen, this was not to be, the world is not over. All I'm saying, it suggests that we'll have to get better. We'll have to get creative because a lot of the big companies are dominating and eating up small businesses. So like I said, those little things I think can help. If you got any suggestions or feedback, I'd love to hear it. Let me know. Throw in something there and I'd love to hear from you. So anyways, on that note, this will not be posted on Facebook. <laughs> you can find the interview on Locals, the subscription box, show.locals.com, YouTube as well. No problem with YouTube. They um, are pretty good. If you haven't checked out the channel yet, please do. And um, thanks to SEPTA for sponsoring this episode. You're going to hear, you probably heard the ads already. So thanks for SEPTA. Now that is a great resource. And I did go into it. They actually have a, a report as well that is out. I didn't want to read theirs. I want to kind of want to find some like non-related thing. And this one's from the one I just read, if you're wondering. I'll have it in the, the show notes. It's from iMark. So it's a, who knows? And they, they could be out to lunch too, right? Like they could be completely out to lunch just being a tech company. Maybe that's what they're just focused on. So all this could be, you know, for nothing, but I'll just say it was a kind of fun. It's a fun to read on it because it's it's kind of like confirmed what I suspected, if that makes sense. If you're wondering why I have a suit, because I never have a suit. I don't know. I've been kind of on a feeling crappy, feeling crappy these days, like just on like my confidence has been low. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dress for success today. And <laughs> it helps. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it helps for sure. So anyways, have a great rest of the week. Look forward to uh, the episode next week. Uh, we're going to actually have a couple of the gals from SEPTA coming on. So I'm really excited about that episode. I can't say too much yet, but we're going to talk about the scholarship program, of course. And if you haven't, of course, guys, it doesn't cost anything. Go and get that done. Subsummit.com forward slash scholarship. I think it is. It's going to be in the show notes. But um, 
cool. This was a fun episode. I love reading up on this stuff. And um, you never know. If you got better articles too, share them with me. I'd love to uh, talk about them. If you have any insights, questions, let's do this. Talk soon. Cheers. A massive thank you to the proud sponsors of this episode, SubSummit. Make sure to take advantage of the Startup Scholarship Program, guys, for your chance to attend the world's largest DTC subscription conference next year. Applications close on December 13th. Links are available in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Cheers.